You're listening to Kayama Community Radio. Hello and welcome. This is Gabriella Cabral. I'm Graham Jurassi. I'm Helen Leart. I'm Brian Warren. I'm Claire Roberts. I'm Fred Hollis. I am Diana McLaren. I'm Perry Croshaw. I'm Krista Wood. I'm Candy Anderson. I'm Tanya George. Hi, I'm Glenn Shepherd. I'm Karen Lang. My name's Suzanne Burden and I'm from Jeroa. This is Mark Whalen. This is Robin Sharp. This is Roger Fife. Hi there, this is Neil Riley. And my name is Madeleine. Welcome to the final so-called live program for 2020. This is officially episode 41 since we launched the pilot episode on July 14th. None of the people whose voices you've just heard knew at the beginning of 2020 that they would be involved in a project such as Kaima Community Radio. Nor indeed did any of the other enthusiastic and skilled volunteers involved whose voices have not been recorded in the course of 2020. And I'd like to congratulate them for rising to the occasion often in unexpected ways. This is just one example of how a year such as 2020 produces changes in circumstances. Some of them are hardships and some of them are opportunities. The Kayama Show is an example of an event that has been battered by circumstance It was cancelled at the last minute in January 2020 and is now proceeding in 2021 as a one-day event on January 23rd. At the end of this program, Gabby Cabral talks to Neil McLaren, the president of the Kayama Show Society, about how the Kayama Show has been forced to adapt. We will also be playing part of an interview with local musician Howard Collins, who's written a song called COVID, What Do We Know?, which pretty much sums up most of 2020 for all of us. And we'll be playing that complete interview early in 2021. And finally today, Helen Lear has made a point of asking everyone she's interviewed this year to tell us what they love most about living where they live in the Kayama LGA. And we've put together a bit of a summary of their responses. But first, we're going to play for you part of an interview from earlier in the year when Gabby Cabral spoke to John Littrich from the Water Runners. Remember this time last year? As I look out the window right now, it's grey and raining. It's hard to believe that this time last year, beautiful green Kayama had finally succumbed to the drought and was completely brown and dry as a crisp. I was sitting on Kayama Surf Beach in the middle of the afternoon on New Year's Eve, contemplating getting into the water, when suddenly the hot wind picked up, the sky went brown, and soot and ash started raining from the sky. We later discovered that that was the day that Cabago burnt to the ground, as well as around Malakuta, Batemans Bay, and many other parts of the south coast of New South Wales. The Water Runners recorded a song commemorating this event, and Gabby Cabral asked John Littrich from the Water Runners to tell us more about it. So come with me as we take this brief journey through 2020. KCR, Kayama Community Radio.org. So, as a result of the New Year's Eve bushfires, mm-hmm. you wrote End of the Year. How did that come about? Yeah, the song The End of the Year. Yeah, you know, as, as you would know, living in Kayama, this last summer was just terrible. Even though we weren't directly affected in terms of fire damage, every day for weeks there was that smoke and ash and stuff washing up on the beaches 
And then New Year's Eve, when we saw what had happened down at Mogo and Cabago, we were just really, uh, I guess, impacted by thought of um, what had happened to those communities and seeing, for example, at Lake Conjola, the people having to, to actually run into the lake to avoid the fires. Terrible. So in the wake of that, I guess this was weighing on my mind, and I wrote this song called The End of the Year, and uh, we played it at the Illawarra Folk Festival and got very good feedback. And so we decided to make that song available for a free download on our um, website because obviously we didn't want to make money out of misfortune. It's, it's been a song that a lot of people have reacted quite emotionally to and we hope that by writing the song it might make people think of people that are affected by the fires. Let's hear the song now. One, two, the boat out on the lake They could see his house from there And they watched the cruel flames take As ash rained down upon them And black smoke filled the air They went down to the sand They used to play And they held each other's hands Nobody was playing On the beach that day And while the world Sang old lane sign They waited on the beaches And they queued up in the lines Smelt the smoke What a way to end the end of the year Yellow figures in the fire Faces grimy black But there was no time to be tired Wondering if they'd have a home when they finally got back And while the world sang old lame sign They waited on the beaches and they queued up in the lines Smelt the smoke, felt the fear What a way to end the end of the year My And branches bare Animals of birdsong In the eerie yellow light And while the world Sang old lang syne They waited on the beaches And they queued up in the light 
Community Radio. For the community, by the community. I'm Gabriella Cabral and I'm with Howard Collins, a seasoned entertainer and songwriter who's performed in Europe, the USA and Asia and now shares his time between Sydney and the South Coast. Hello Howard. Hi, good morning, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Great song. I saw the co-video has a really nice positive feel. Yeah, I, I thought I'd come up with an interesting word to try and describe something that's most unusual. How did the song come about? Well, I've been listening to people send songs on Facebook over the past while and, and 99.9% of the songs, if not 100%, have all been uh, tongue-in-cheek about COVID and I always felt that it, it, it's people are, are sort of making fun of it or laughing at it, which and it is not a fun or a laughing matter. It's a very serious thing. It could um, be a defence mechanism, do you think? I would imagine you have got to give people the benefit of the doubt and say, yes, it is a defence mechanism. And I got to thinking about all this and I decided I would try and see if I can put my sort of slant on it and make a serious song about COVID that is not belt and braces, it's not overpowering, but yet it is informative, it explains all about what you should be doing, and gives hope as well. And this is what I'm trying to achieve with this song. COVID is all around. There's a reason. What's the answer for these disasters? But what do we know? There's a long way to go. your hands 
social distance Follow commands What Do We Know, a song written and performed by Howard Collins. Kiama Community Radio. For the community, by the community. This is Gabriella Cabral and I'm with Neil McLaren, President of the Kiama Show Society. Hello Neil, great to talk to you. Thank you for inviting me in. So the Kiama Show Society is one of the oldest still in existence in Australia even older than Kaima Council. Maybe you guys should be running the council. You're obviously doing something right. <laughs> yeah. Just, just a, a really long tradition, you know, right across Australia. But, you know, Kaima was one of the original ones. It's a bit of an argument of who was first. Yeah. I read that the first show pavilion was where the post office is now. There's this whole chequered history. It was actually out of town at one point where the pony club is now, yeah. So it's moved around a bit and at various times it's destroyed by fire or different things. So, yeah. This year the show was cancelled due to the bushfires, now that you mention fires. Mm. So we were kind of expecting the show in 2021 not to go ahead um, due to the COVID crisis. So great news, it's on. It's on. It's on as a one-day event, back to basics. The driver for, for us, I think, for a lot of people, is just to get out there and celebrate the greatness of our community, appreciate what we've got and put things in perspective, I guess. So next year will be show 171, maybe a lucky number. How is it different to previous shows? We've had to pair it back to basics, but it'll still be what the show's always done, reflected our great community. So we'll have cattle, uh, horses, uh, the woodchop, and of course the pavilion, which features really everyone's sort of local 
produce talents, skills, abilities, you know. I imagine the COVID protocols need to be observed. Has that changed the way you do things? Oh, certainly. I mean, all the one-way traffic and the hygiene. And we, we in effect, for all of that, for the, those four things, horses, cattle, uh, woodshop and pavilion, we have to write four COVID plans and then sort of combine them into an overall plan. So it's challenging, to say the least. Yeah, it makes it a lot trickier, doesn't it? Mm. Will there be something for everyone? Oh, I think so. You know, petting zoo, the cattle, the horses, um, the food vendors. We're looking at having a bit of a concert and things like that. So I think it's still what it always was, and that's a great reflection and celebration of the community. So there will be competitions, exhibitions, concerts, the sideshow. Any fireworks? Um, now, fireworks is one of those um, issues. Contentious issues. Contentious issues, but we'll probably finish with a nice um, concert sing-along to finish off the night I think might be sufficient um, nice I think fireworks might have had its day <laughs> how many pavilion categories do you I mean you know thousands yeah I, well probably not thousands but certainly many 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 and it, and it sort of moved with the times and our Dave Barnes one of our previous presidents said you know we just reflect the community hundred years ago we didn't have a Lego category for kids but we do now right and, and so we we just move with the times um, right now in terms of um, reflecting the community I read that you still have that showgirl competition that's been running for more than 50 years mm. is it still relevant in this day and age to I, for, you know in terms of gender equality and so forth um, I think so it's if I've you know I've been involved in and gone along to regional judging and that it's a great personal development for, for the girls that get involved in it you know public speaking interview skills social skills you know you actually see the girls as they go through it really develop um, okay we could be a bit more gender inclusive but um, it could be a young ambassador competition yeah or, <laughs> you know given we're talking about long-term traditions it's hard to shift some of these things but okay it favors girls but there's a lot of things out there that favor guys so let's let's go with it oh you see it as addressing the imbalance of oh you can look at it any way you like but I think, <laughs> opportunities for i think it's girls. there's a lot of girls well uh, Agriculture is one of those industries, a bit like engineering or something, where females haven't had the opportunity. You know, I think a lot of people realise um, girls on farms have got some abilities that guys don't have, you know. How, how does entry to the show work? Do you just buy tickets or do you have to be a member? No, it's always been open to the public, but if you become a member, then you get a gate pass in effect. But we're going to have to have some serious controls over that. The tickets will be effectively you know, distributed to members who want to come along and then after that it'll be online sales so that we don't have any issues at the gate. What are the benefits of being a member of the show? Well, I guess it's it's involvement in the community, it's supporting this great show, it's free entry to the show, it's discounts for our other events. Um, we normally run the show ball and the um, trivia night, there's discounts for members to come along to that. But... I guess it's one of those things of belonging to the community. Do you need volunteers? How, oh. Do you have to be a member to volunteer? <laughs> no, you don't need to be a member to be volunteer, but we're all, we take about, even for a one-day show, we'll take all the previous week to set up. We'll start setting up on the Sunday. We've got all that week to t- accept entries to the pavilion, and we'll stagger that so that we can be COVID safe. We've got the Saturday uh, show and then the big, big pack up on the Sunday and we always welcome volunteers. It's a great way to come and meet people if you're interested in flowers, quick quilting, cooking, cattle, horses. You know, you come along and meet someone and get involved. And how do your listeners contact you for, to, to 
volunteer or to buy tickets or for general information? Oh, it's just a typical way. We've got our website, we've got our Facebook page. It doesn't take much to find us out there on social media and on the web. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, Neil, and Thank good luck you. with the show. Thank and you. we hope to see you there. was George Reuter's rendition of Jingle Bells. And thank you to George for alerting us to that. His entire album of Christmas-inspired music called Christmas Cove is available to download for free from his website at georgereuter.com. That's G-E-O-R-G-E-R-O-Y-T-E-R.com. And this is a question I always ask everyone. What's your favourite thing about the Kayama area? You know, from Minamura, Jerangong, Jaroa, Kayama, Jamburu. What's your favourite spot and what, what would you say is the best thing about it? Oh, definitely the surf. Like, I, I've lived here on and off. I grew up here. My family's always been here. You know, I've moved to Sydney. I've moved to Melbourne. But you always come back. But definitely the best thing about the area is surfing, you know. Yeah, I have a massive connection with the ocean. And I do yoga and I meditate. But nothing, nothing compares to, you know, that spiritual connection you feel when you're out in, out in the water. For me, I like that you can have the beach and the country, because I'm from the country, but I love the ocean. I couldn't live in Australia and not live on the coast and be criminal. So for me, I think it's one of the few places where you can have both. And I love that you have the rolling hills that go down straight to the ocean like you do in parts of Devon and Cornwall. It reminds me a lot of those parts of the UK, so that's what mm. I really love about it. I used to play football when I was younger and just the football field at Kayama, like how it overlooks um, Surf Beach there. I just yeah. always thought like that footy field and that whole like, area, I was like, this is cool. It's like how Kayama is set out as well. It's built to show off it, that it has a beach. I like it a lot. One of my favourite things about Kayama, when I'm driving to work early in the morning, I come through the highway and I see Bombo Beach and the rocks there. With the sun in the morning, it's 
absolutely stunning and it just makes me so happy it makes my day every day so i love it i love being by the ocean i think that's my favorite thing i love coming back here after being away for a while you know you come down the highway around that bend of bombo and you've just got that beautiful view of the uh, of the harbor and Bombo Beach there, and I think it's, yeah, it's just really special, comforting. And it's a good part of the world. Yeah. <laughs> As a Minamara local, what's your favourite thing about living there? It feels still a bit like a village. You know, it's not totally tucked away or anything, but it just has a lovely community vibe and people are very friendly. You feel well supported by people around you. Every time I walk past the river or, like, we go for a walk in the morning up over the headland, we pinch ourselves because we feel so fortunate to live in that beautiful natural environment. Um, so you're a Jerangong local. What's your favourite thing about living in Jerangong? What? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, since I've moved there, the community feel just on a day-to-day basis has just made me happier than I can remember. When you're walking along the beach, bump into someone you've never met, it's kind of a race to see who's going to say good morning first. It's, it's so lovely and... Yeah. Just the fact that most people in the community will just talk to each other. Just a really nice overall vibe with the local community. Everything, really. I mean, I knew more people in two months in Kiama than I probably knew in 50 years in in Sydney. Everyone's just so friendly. You walk down the street and everyone says, good day to you. Go to the club and people learn your name and things like that. And uh, it's it's more of a community atmosphere. And, of course, the the beach and the the environment, everything is so beautiful down here. I mean, it's... uh, You've got farmland coming right to the ocean. It's incredible, really. I'd say that's my favourite thing about Kiowa. The team at Kiama Community Radio will be taking a break between December 23rd and January 25th. And during that time, we'll be playing you some of our episodes from earlier in the year that you might have missed. You can hear all our past programs via our website www.kayamacommunityradio.org or via the major podcast platforms. You can also become a member via our website or there's still lots of ways you can contribute if you'd like to be a volunteer. We try to play music only from artists in the Kayama LGA or Wollongong and the South Coast at a pinch. So if you're a local musician, we'd love to hear from you. We're always happy to receive audio content such as kids' jokes or your favourite poem or just tell us what you love about the Kayama area. You can do this by using the voice recorder on your phone and emailing the file to us at kcradiocontent at gmail.com. You can also email us at that address if you have an event that you would like to be included in our weekly What's On segment with Candy Anderson, or if you would like your community-based sporting organisation to be included in our weekly sports program Around the Arenas with Glenn Shepherd. Thank you for listening to Kaima Community Radio and we hope you'll join us when we're back to our regular programming in early 2021. You've been listening to Kaima Community Radio.